You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min, coming to you live at a slightly earlier time today due to work commitments, but I promise you we'll get back to our normal schedule uh, sooner rather than later. Hope you're all well. Hope everybody's enjoying their Friday so far. It's Friday, thank God, which means the weekend is just around the corner. The EFL kicks off tonight, so you might not be a big EFL fan, but We've got football to watch. The championship kicks off. Bournemouth versus West Bromwich Albion. And I've been so starved of competitive football that I think I'll watch that one. Um, We're going to bring you up to date on this show on the latest Arsenal transfer stuff. Uh, Not a great deal has happened or not a great deal of new information has come to light since yesterday when we recorded a couple of shows. But what we are going to do is we're going to touch on the big news that has rocked the world of football, uh, and that's with regards to Lionel Messi. Now, you'll have to excuse me because I know this is an Arsenal channel, right? But this is such big news. We are talking about the best footballer in the world, possibly the greatest footballer of all time, And so I have to touch on this news. Um, I've been a little bit tongue in cheek in the title of the episode, suggesting that Arsenal should bring him to the Emirates Stadium. And we'll come on to talk about that a little bit later on. But let me just put this out there from the very beginning. I do not expect Arsenal to sign Lionel Messi this summer. So let's put that to bed before people start telling me I'm being unrealistic, overambitious, etc., etc., or that I'm being deluded even. I would love to see it but it isn't going to happen, right? I think we can all agree on that. But let's kick off with the Messi situation. And what exactly is going on? Because Lionel Messi wanted to leave Barcelona last summer. He went on strike uh, a la Harry Kane style. And there was this big hoo-ha about him wanting to get his contract terminated. And Barcelona went to La Liga and, you know, kicked up a big stink and ultimately got their way in, in, in the way of keeping Lionel Messi and he stayed at the club. And now 12 months down the line, Lionel Messi wants to stay at Barcelona, according to Joan Laporta, the club's president. According to Laporta, Lionel Messi is really upset and disappointed and frustrated at the fact that he's got to leave the club now, um, despite the, the club and the player having come to an agreement over terms that will keep him there for another two years uh, beyond this season, of course, at least. So What exactly has gone on? Now, this is quite a complex scenario. And I wanted to share with you guys a Twitter feed um, that I was reading last night, which I thought was the best explanation I've seen of it. And let me just uh, bring it up. Hold on a second. Um, I thought I had it on the screen already, but obviously I didn't. Uh, And it is from uh, Sam Leverage, who is a uh, Spanish football writer, um, he writes for Marco 442 uh, and a number of other places. But this is a really, really good uh, thread and explanation. I'm just scrolling down to find it. He's has brought some quotes from uh, Joanne Laporta's press conference this morning, and we'll touch on uh, some of that as well uh, in a little bit. But hold on a second. This is terrible preparation. 
should have had this ready. Here we go. Here's the thread. And this is a fantastic thread. If you want to get an understanding of what exactly has happened with regards to Lionel Messi and um, and Barcelona and why it is that he needs to leave the club, this sums it up perfectly. Uh, so basically, Lionel Messi wants to stay at the club and a deal was almost done. But the issue is that they can't register the player because La Liga's wage caps... Um, mean that he wouldn't be able to play as the club are currently way beyond their permitted spending. Now, that meant that Barcelona had to sell. Antoine Griezmann was the prime candidate as the club's second highest earner. Samuel Umtiti and Miralem Pjanic were also linked with moves away. But guess what? Nobody wants to buy them and they don't want to leave. Then it seemed like Barcelona had a knight in shining armour. La Liga announced the deal with CVC, allowing the investment firm to buy shares in La Liga in exchange for a big spend, which will go in part to the clubs. Barcelona would have earned around 250 million euros out of this, with 40 million of it being permitted to be spent on wages and transfers. And so that would have been enough for them to do some tricks behind the scenes and balance the books. Yesterday, Messi was almost certain to renew. Now, yesterday being Wednesday. Uh, but the twist came on Thursday. Reports came out saying that Joan Laporta wanted to stick with the Super League project. Now, the CVC investment I've just mentioned is effectively appeasement for the Super League clubs. But Real Madrid want more money. And now so too, it seems, to Barcelona. The club's briefing in the media seems to be that a 40-year agreement isn't good for the La Liga clubs. Now, of course, that CVC agreement is for 40 years. But the story behind the scenes is that this is the Super League versus CVC. Barcelona are backing Florentino Perez and his Super League. And the big consequence of that is it means it's kind of the Super League now versus Messi. And that's a decision that Joan Laporta, according to Sam Leverage, was never expecting to have to make. If Marker are correct, and it seems they are, he's made it in favour of the Super League. Now, he also goes on to say, personally, I wouldn't rule out another twist. Uh, twist. The backlash on this, effectively choosing Florentino Perez over Lionel Messi, will be huge. And Laporta is someone who really values the public opinion of him. The financial complications are endless but egos will have a deciding say. That's what Sam Leverage had to say on the matter. So I hope that's shed some light on what exactly is going on uh, at Barcelona. But this is a brilliant, brilliant explanation. I really enjoyed it. And of course, Laporte has been talking about it uh, a little bit today as well. Uh, so if you do want to check it out, head over to Sam Leverage on Twitter. It is literally at Sam Leverage. And uh, he's put all the quotes and he's done a really, really good breakdown of the, the stuff coming out of the back of that press conference. So, yeah, um, really complicated situation. But, you know, where does Lionel Messi go? Because you think of Barcelona, you think of Lionel Messi. You think of all the success they've had over the last sort of 10, 15 years. Lionel Messi has been at the forefront of that. He's an incredible footballer. Um, you know, I visited the, the Camp Nou a few years back now, and the, the only thing that kind of, you know... You, that was at the kind of point where Barcelona were constantly beating Arsenal in European competition, dumping us out. And for me, the, the thing that really gripped me was how much of a godly and El Messi is there. Look, so much so that I left the Camp Nou with a Barcelona Messi shirt. One of my most prized, if not my most prized football possession is a signed Lionel Messi shirt. And we are talking about 
one of the great players to have ever played the game. Probably in a lot of people's books, the greatest. But where does he go? Because there are very few clubs that could afford to sign Lionel Messi because of what he would cost in terms of wages. I'm sure as well that somebody of Lionel Messi's reputation, stature, etc., would also demand one hell of a signing on fee. Look, if it were me, if I were in charge of Arsenal, all the money, all the £70 million that we're talk about, talking about spending on James Madison, I'd get it all together. I'd put it in a pot and I'd use it to pay Lionel Messi's wages for a couple of seasons because I think he is that good. And for me, knowing that Lionel Messi or, or having the opportunity to see Lionel Messi wear an Arsenal shirt and play at the Emirates week in, week out would be like a dream come true. But... Um, that's not going to happen. You know, we've got to be realistic about the situation. It is impossible. And I think the front runners are going to be those clubs with, as I always call them, the sugar daddies and the financial muscle to be able to pull off a deal like this. Now, it's said that Paris Saint-Germain are already in talks uh, with Lionel Messi over a move to Paris. And this would disappoint me. I've got to be honest, because Lionel Messi, the, the thing that he kind of falls down on in some people's books is that he hasn't gone and done what Cristiano Ronaldo's done, which is go and play in different leagues, go and, um, you know, go and prove himself abroad, go and prove himself in a different environment. And I would have loved to see Lionel Messi say, I'm going to go to Spain or I'm uh, sorry, I'm going to come to England or I'm going to go to Italy. One of the other two top leagues. To go to France would be a little bit disappointing for me. It would be underwhelming because you know that PSG, um, you know, are a very dominant force there. OK, they didn't win the league last season. That's because they hired Pochettino. Pochettino could have uh, Lionel Messi, Kylian Mbappe and uh, Neymar up front. And he'll still probably show you how to bottle the league and title. That's Maurizio Pochettino for you. Um, no, I say that tongue in cheek uh, as an Arsenal fan digging out an ex-Spurs manager. But you know what I mean? I want to see him um, go somewhere where he's going to be challenged and basically prove the doubters wrong. Because believe it or not, when it comes to Lionel Messi, there are doubters. And I really would love to see him go to a top league, set that league alight and really show the world that he is uh, the GOAT, you know, because I think he really, really is. I think he's fantastic. Um, right. In terms of uh, the Arsenal thing, though, look, there were a lot of rumours and reports going around. Uh, I just lost my trailer thought because I was laughing at one of the comments, which I'll pick up in a minute. Uh, but in terms of the Arsenal thing, right, that's that's impossible. You know, let's, let's be realistic. It would be lovely. It would be great, but it's not going to happen. I think Arsenal, you know, we're sitting here stressing about the lack of uh, the lack of transfer activity at this point. And that's largely because we don't have the money to, to just go and smash into teams and say we want this player we're taking him here's the money uh but you know it's um at a time where we're stressing about bringing in like backup goalkeepers and stuff Lionel Messi just doesn't feel like it's a, a realistic possibility as much as I'd love it to happen uh the comment that made me laugh I've got to say uh Dave Atkinson Harry I've just shaved my man sack with the lawnmower 4.0 that I got using your discount code do you want me to send you a photo Dave you can keep the photo to yourself 
but uh, that's a brilliant segue into me reminding you guys that this podcast is sponsored by manscaped.com. So for all your male grooming needs, head over to their website, enter our discount code 90min20, and you'll get 20% off of your order as well as free shipping. I'll tell you what, if you need a testimonial on it, uh, head over to Dave. Give Dave a shout and Dave will let you know. Dave, was it smooth? Let me know. How did it go? Any cuts, any bumps? I'm sure there weren't because it's got anti-cut technology. But Dave, uh, thank you so much for sharing that, mate. Really appreciate it. Uh, right. So that's the that's the, the Lionel Messi stuff. Big, big story in the world of football. What I would say is that although it seems like Lionel Messi is heading out of the club and although Jean Laporta has been very adamant that that is the case because he's he's gone on record today as saying that, you know, the decision had to be made and there's no point in, um, in kind of, uh, you know, in, in, in pretending that this is going to be reversed. He said that Messi's not happy, but when something's not going to work, you just have to move on from it. That's basically along the lines of what Joan Laporta had to say. So it is a really, really, a uh, big story. It is really, really big news in the world of football. And I thought it would be wrong of me as a football man, first and foremost, not to talk about this, not to discuss it. But there is still a tiny part of me that feels like Lionel Messi might be lining up for Barcelona again next season. So we're going to have to wait and see on how that develops. Paris Saint-Germain, though, as I said, they've met, wasted no time in making an approach and trying uh, to get in there with regards to Messi. That would be the ultimate signing for them, wouldn't it? Uh, Alan Damien says he also bought one uh, with a discount code. Great stuff. Uh, Manscaped will be delighted. Uh, they'll be delighted that the Chronicles of Aguna listenership are embracing the lawnmower 4.0. Uh, brilliant stuff. Make sure you do check them out. Link is in the description uh, below. Right. Uh, let's check in uh, just quickly. I can see there's over 100 of you watching us across the multiple platforms right now. I know the time has thrown a lot of you off because we are a little bit later. Um, uh, sorry, earlier, I should say, than normal. Uh, but please do hit that like button. It really, really does help. I can see we've got 28 likes on the board. Let's get that up. Uh, sharpish, just get as many as we possibly can. And if you're new to the channel, please do subscribe because we are heading ever closer towards that landmark of 15k, uh, which I'm going to have a bit of a celebration when we get to. Because as I said, we planned to get there by the end of the season. When I was mapping things out for this campaign, not even the end of the season, sorry, the end of the year, so end of December, I was hoping to hit that milestone. If we get there before, that would be great. Um, Let's see uh, what else we've got. Uh, Christian says, uh, what if City ditched the Kane deal? There was a lot of jokes, weren't there, going around on social media that Manchester City were trying to send Jack Grealish back quickly so that they could sign Lionel Messi instead. Um, but yeah, look, I, this, the Kane thing is really interesting, isn't it? Because it does feel like he is in a he's in a really kind of shit position at the moment uh, with Tottenham because he wants to get out. Tottenham haven't felt that his valuation's been met yet. I think that that valuation is a little bit extreme. £150 million is crazy uh, for a player that, don't get me wrong, is a top striker, but clearly has glass ankles. Isn't very marketable as well, is an argument I'd say. Like, this is going to sound really harsh, and I don't mean this to come across in the way that it might, but you look at Jack Grealish, right? Jack Grealish 
he's a bit of a lad, isn't he? You know, he's got the hair, he's got the socks rolled down. He's a stylish guy. And you're going to sell a lot of Jack Grealish shirts and you're going to sell a lot of Jack Grealish merchandise. And he almost becomes your club's poster boy by signing him. £100 million. So when you think about that £100 million, there's going to be a lot of that money um, kind of recuperated off the back of how he is um, in terms of a bit of a, you know, a bit of a pin-up boy. Harry Kane isn't that. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but he isn't. And I don't see, um, I don't see him kind of bringing back that kind of return in terms of being commercially uh, sound and stuff. So yeah, I just, I, I think that's why they don't mind paying a hundred million for Jack Grealish, but they won't be paying a hundred million for uh, hundred and fifty million, sorry, for Harry Kane. That's for sure. Uh, Cipri Guna says, is anyone else seeing poor video quality? I've just checked it on my phone and it looks fine to me, mate. I'm not sure if it's your connection, but if it's me, let me know in the chat. Uh, I can't see any issues at the moment. Uh, right, let's uh, let's take some of your questions. And while you're popping those questions, and they can be Arsenal related, I know we're talking about Lionel Messi, but you can get your uh, your questions in. Yeah, they can be about anything if you want, and we shall um, we shall take those in just a moment. In the meantime, I just want to bring you guys up to speed on a, a report that's doing the rounds with regards to Arsenal's pursuit of James Madison. Apparently, the Gunners could. Uh, potentially tempt him away or tempt Leicester into doing the deal by offering Callum Chambers the other way. Now, Callum Chambers is someone that Leicester were interested in back in 2017 or 2018, uh, and he's very versatile. Now, the injury to Wesley Fofana uh, maybe changes Leicester's plans. I think Leicester were quite willing to go into the new season without bringing in a centre-half, despite uh, Johnny Evans being out because they felt that they had sufficient cover. But with Fafana out now as well, that looks like it's going to be uh, a tough one uh, to kind of live with. And I'd imagine that they'll probably dip into the transfer market to bring in a centre-back. Callum Chambers is someone who probably wouldn't start. No, in fact, I'm sure he wouldn't start at centre-back for Leicester. But he is versatile. He can play in a number of positions and that might appeal to people. But I, I wouldn't lose. I wouldn't give Callum Chambers. I, I don't think he's he's someone that you should be looking to move on. He fills the homegrown quota. As I say, he's versatile, and I think he can do a job at least in the interim uh, at right back. If Arsenal feel that there are other positions that need to um, that need to be addressed first, uh, let's take this one from Matthew Harland. He says, "Hi Harry, any word on Man City looking to sell Sterling or Mares off the back of Grealish's signing?" There was a lot of talk of that, wasn't there, earlier on in the summer about the fact that they would be looking to move one of, if not both, of those two players on. The problem is when taking these superstars from Manchester City, their wage demands are just going to be crazy, aren't they? But the flip side of that is they do have a relationship with Mikel Arteta. He knows all about them, particularly with Raheem Sterling. We've heard of how uh, you know good he's been in kind of helping Sterling to develop. I thought Sterling was one of England's standout players at the Euros. He silenced a few doubters, actually, who had made uh, you know comments about him and had questioned why he was even in the starting lineup. So fair play to him. But in answer to your question, Matthew, I've not heard uh, anything concrete on that. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they did move uh, one of those players on. Um, let's take this one from Alcott. Breaking news, Messi and Arsenal have agreed that it will never happen. Yes, probably about right. Uh, Sanjeev Ingalagi says, can we see a scenario where Messi goes to Bayern 
Adidas have previously claimed they would pay 50% of Messi's salary if he ever wants to join Bayern. That's really interesting. Uh, but I'm not sure that Bayern really appeals to, to Lionel Messi. I think the Bundesliga, what, what I find strange is the Bundesliga to me is a better league than the French Liga. That's how I see it. But there seems to be this kind of snobbery towards it from players that currently play in Spain, Italy or England. And I think what it is, is that PSG are just so ridiculous in what they'll pay in wages. And they do have ambitions of at least winning the champion or, or of really pushing on and winning the Champions League. That seems to appeal, doesn't it, to players in that kind of, whoops, uh, latter stage of their career. And, and so Lionel Messi, look, we don't know that he's going there. We don't know that he wants to go there, but it does feel like that is a more likely destination than Bayern to me anyway. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, John Daly says, thoughts on Welbeck being on Welbeck's injury and Ings being sold. Could we have a bidding war for Eddie? Eddie and Ketia, that is, that would be good, wouldn't it? But I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, people will be interested in Andy Nketiah because I think he has got the ability to have a Premier League career. I don't think he's at Arsenal level, but I think he's got the ability to have a decent career in the Premier League. Are we going to get a bidding more? I'm not so sure. And and I guess the other big concern I have is there might be interest, but is anybody willing to pay anything close to what we value him at? It's been our problem all summer, hasn't it? And I think it continues to be a problem for Arsenal. Um, let's see what else we've got. Big uh, thank you, by the way, to Alan Damien, uh, who's just signed up to become a member of the YouTube channel. Alan, thank you so much, mate. Really, really appreciate your support. Uh, all you need to do if you wish to become a member and support the channel is click on the link in the description. Uh, you can check out the membership proposition. And if it's something that appeals to you, then please do sign up. We'd love to have you. Uh, make sure, Alan, that you join the Discord server. Click on the community tab. Uh, and you will find, if you scroll down, I think it's a couple of posts down, you'll find the link. So uh, be sure to jump in there and join us as we discuss all things Arsenal and football uh, over the uh, the coming season. Uh, what else have we got? This is an interesting one. If Messi ends up in the Premier League, would you rather him line up for Chelsea, Man City or United? Well, I hate Manchester City the least out of those three clubs. Uh, so I'd, I'd like him to join Manchester City. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Daniel says, why don't we just buy Awar? Uh, going back to Arsenal, he says he's so cheap. Get it done. Yeah, look, Arsenal being heavily linked with Hussein Awar again. Uh, that story is not going away. That rumour is not going away. But I don't know whether that's due to the interest being concrete or if it's just a convenient one to to kind of write about and talk about given that Arsenal were interested in Hussein Mouar and did make approaches for him last summer. We know that his price has dropped because of Leon's situation. And it just feels like because the price has dropped and because we were interested previously, it's a really, really easy story to write. So I'm not getting carried away on the Awar stuff. Uh, what else have we got? Zeb says, have we been linked with any right backs lately? Is Mikel satisfied with our current options? So this is a bit of a strange one because we haven't really been linked with a number of right backs or, or we haven't seen any really strong links to a right back. But what I would say is I don't think it really matters whether Mikel is happy with the current options. I think Mikel is just in a place now where 
He's got three right backs at the football club in Chambers, Cedric, Bellerin. He's got Maitland-Niles still there as well. I think it's actually impossible at this moment in time for Mikel to go out, invest in and bring in a right back while he's got all those players at the clubs. You know, I just think that's a really shit situation to be in. And and even if he isn't necessarily 100% happy, until he moves one of those guys on, I think he's got a problem. And of course, we mentioned yesterday, didn't we? Cedric is being linked with a move to Turkey, but not sure whether or not that is going to turn into anything more than just paper talk. Uh, John Daly says, Amazon documentary will be one hell of an eye-opener. Do you think fans will maybe understand more about Arsenal's deals after viewing it in their own eyes? Well, my initial thought on the documentary was what are we doing? Like, this is just Arsenal clout chasing. This is just Arsenal trying to uh, cash in on something and, and bring in some extra revenue. And while on the one hand, I don't really have an issue with that. I understand that clubs have a need to do that. I think what it is probably going to do is I'm trying to be positive about it, but I feel like it's one of those things that is going to be so staged, so censored and put together in such a way that it only makes Arsenal look good. And a lot of people are going to get defensive off the back of that. A lot of people are going to, you know, like they're going to disengage with it and and label it as a PR stunt because I think there will be so many things that are clearly obviously wrong at the football club that we don't see or we don't hear about or we don't get any insight into. So I'm a little bit worried about how this documentary is going to be received, to be honest. I think that there will be a lot of people who will be willing to give it a chance, will watch two or three episodes and probably go, hold on a minute, this is just a massive PR stunt. A bit like the Tottenham one was, a bit like the Man City one was, and feel uh, as though the club are just really trying to, to change your perception when actually the only way they can really change perception is by doing the transfer business that we feel they need to do. And then as a result of that, improving the team uh, dramatically. So that's where I'm at on the documentary at present. I'm going to take one more question uh, before uh, we uh, finish up. Uh, Let's take this one from Akshay. Uh, If not Odegaard, would you take Asensio as a central attacking midfielder? Those links are not going away. I would argue that Asensio, and, and I fully appreciate that while saying this, I don't watch that much Spanish football, but I would say he's probably better from one of the flanks or from a slightly left or right of central position. I'm not sure he really is that central attacking midfielder that we may be looking for. I appreciate that that role needs fluidity, will have fluidity, and we'll see that player drift to the left, drift to the right, etc., etc. I'm a little bit worried about Asensio. I'm not sure that that's one I'd persist uh, or I'd pursue Sorry, uh, I think I think there are probably better options out there. The thing is, because of our situation, because of the way the market is, we're maybe going to have to sometimes take what's available to us. That's not to say we should be signing the wrong players, right? I'm not saying that, but there will be opportunities that um, that present themselves over these next coming weeks, and Arsenal will have to look at some of those opportunities and decide whether those moves or the potential moves would benefit us and whether they'd be the right way to go. So it's going to be really interesting. This We keep talking about the market this summer. It is really slow. It is really frustrating. I had a wobble yesterday. I really, really did. And I talked a lot about how disappointed and frustrated I'd grown with 
you know, this transfer window so far. And I still feel like that today. But then I look around and I just see everybody outside of the Chelsea's, the Man City's, who have kind of unlimited funds, are struggling to do deals. We're talking about Barcelona, one of the biggest clubs in the world, having to essentially wave goodbye to their greatest ever and the world's maybe greatest ever um, because their financial situation doesn't allow them to keep him for another couple of years, despite the player seemingly wanting to stay. So it's, it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? But as I say, Asensio is one of those that I don't think would have been identified at the start of the summer as a target, but it's one of those that if the opportunity presents itself, then maybe the club will uh, will consider it. Who knows? Right, we are going to leave it there. Uh, depending on what happens uh, in the world of Arsenal uh, over the rest of the day, depending what uh, news comes out, um, then we might bring you another stream later on today. Uh, actually, should we just do a q and I'll let you know. Follow us on Twitter at Chronicles underscore AFC and I'll let you guys know. Uh, as I said, got a really busy day with work today. That's why uh, the stream is a little bit earlier uh, than usual. I know this is work too, but I mean, with other work that is not in my control where I can change the times, etc., etc. Uh, But yeah, We'll keep you posted on whether we're going to be doing anything else today. If not, we'll be back tomorrow uh, with some more Arsenal talk. Um, and then, of course, we'll be with you on Sunday to react to the game against Spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in the Mind Series. We'll be reacting to that one uh, shortly after its conclusion. I think we're going to go for 5 p.m. on Sunday for the live show. And uh, yeah, so look forward to bringing you guys that. Can't say I'm looking forward to that game, though. In fact, tomorrow, on our show tomorrow, we'll look ahead to that one a little bit as well. Catch you all very, very soon. Thank you all uh, for joining in. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out if you haven't done so already. And uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new. I'll catch you all very soon. Until then, take care. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening.